Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. I'm Charles. <laughs> hey, Charles, what's up? <laughs> um, this is episode 89 of the 90s, so this is kind of, we're almost at 100. Oh my god, how is that possible? <laughs> I know, right? That pandemic really helped. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, because I, we got a lot, I mean, we just did a a ton of episodes like i mean it didn't help but it really helped mentally yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> to do. Uh, and on that note please subscribe and follow and like and write a review and five star us the person who sent four stars cool like i i want constructive criticism though what what one star can we make up are we too chatty i don't know i would like to um do a uh and do a uh, review on his life and see how he likes it. But <laughs> right? Just what did we miss? Are, are we missing the point of every film that we're talking about? I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what what could what could we possibly improve on? So yeah, but but give us five stars though. If it's four, then just send us an email and like what we can do better, and just send us five. Uh, yeah. Also, we have Patreon reviewing Freaks and Geeks each episode, so we're up to sixteen now. We have two more left. Then we're going to be doing My So Called Life. So cool. Strap in. It's about to get heavy then. But Freaks and Geeks is amazing. It's on Hulu. But yeah, it's five bucks a month. So sign up for it. It's cool. Um, and yeah, I didn't even talk about the movie we're doing. We are doing Bound from nineteen ninety six, directed by the Wachowskis, Yay. aka the Matrix phenomena directors yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that's probably what you know them from this is really interesting that this is their like film feature film debut yeah 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 it's a really crazy story but i'm excited to talk about this one and i was gonna say what better to celebrate july 4th which is when we're gonna be posting it tomorrow what better way to celebrate it than like a lesbian romance and mafia heist film <laughs> i know right <laughs> like, but nothing says america like that <laughs> i mean really um, that's just like red white and blue um, a few a few years ago, I had a housemate who lived upstairs, uh, and um, he. Uh, long story short, um, he uh, lost a bunch of like money and drugs from his room, and I picture that it was a like Ocean's Eleven type heist that went down exactly like this. So, <laughs> like, I mean... this one was like pretty badass. And I have to say, yeah. like, pretty together. It, there were like little bits where I was like, this is like the Italian job. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it's like little bits were like so thought out. And like, it seemed kind of like a Tarantino heist gone like all wrong. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted, yeah. a lot of Tarantino's films seem to go all wrong too, but. But like, uh, yeah, this one just kind of was just like, oh, fuck. I was like, what's going to happen next? This is crazy. <laughs> like, this is so weird. But yeah, Wait, so I never really, my first impressions are kind of short on it. I never heard of this until like, I mean, I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it at all until I just watched it today. And you yeah. had talked to me about it. And Mike, I think I told him we were doing it. He was like, oh, it's really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, so that I haven't really heard about it, but it's on Hulu right now if people want to watch it uh um, yeah what's your impression of it you've seen it before right well while i was re-watching this movie i kept trying to picture um you myself and mike in the roles of uh, violet and quirky and i just um <laughs> i just uh i don't think we would have been as um it would have gone down as smoothly as that no <laughs> you know? but totally but, not i mean i mean if i mean I mean, I just don't think it would have ended too well. <laughs> so. I feel like you might be Caesar. <laughs> Even though you want to, you totally want to be Violet because who doesn't want to be like uh, Marilyn Monroe with like dark hair? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. that's like how she acted and like how she sounded throughout the entire film. Um, I mean, she I had mean, that breathy. I, I mean, I kind of feel like mike ha would have to be the role violet yeah he probably would <laughs> I don't know. he'd have to take one for the team and be like <laughs> be like like sleeping <laughs> with this sugar daddy who's really like a mobster and yeah. then and then like uh I'll, i could definitely be gina gershon aka like uh angelina jolie in like the early mid 90s this is like how she also looked in foxfire and in gia um yeah the film gia so it was, had that very much that vibe i love gina gershon i think she's like she's so cool and i feel like you see her every now and again but i feel like she should be bigger yeah i don't know I, why she's not well um the movie that she's known for 
Moses face-off, right? Is it? I was going to say, I mean, I love me face-off. A lot of people didn't really like the Demolition Man episode. Not that I didn't like it, but it just didn't get as much, like, uh, traffic. Uh, but I still, I mean, face-off, I still want to do. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm down to do it. I mean, I don't really yeah. care if people, if people don't want to listen to it, but, like, I love Face Off. I think it's just like I love Nicolas Cage. I think he's a fucking loon in the best way. Oh, he's great. <laughs> and like, especially when he's just unhinged. Oh, you have you seen Wild at Heart yet? Uh, no. Oh, you've got to watch. He's like completely unhinged in that. But okay, cool. He. I also want to see. Was it Raising Arizona? Isn't that the yeah. Cohen brothers? Is that like the first Cohen that he did? Yeah, I think so. Um, um yeah, it's good. It has like Holly Hunter and like other people. Um, and also Gina Gershon's in Showgirls, which we totally have to do an episode. Oh, yeah. You know, I've never actually seen Showgirls. <gasps> so, oh, my gosh. I mean, oh, wow. We should just for, like, the reaction on, like, seeing Showgirls, which was, when we were younger, it was just painted as, like, this NC-17, like, nightmare. Like, yeah. they just kind of made it sound like it wasn't titillating at all. It was just, like, a train wreck of a movie, and things were always like compared to it like Gigli later became like the mm. butt of a joke you know at least yeah. it's not showgirls or you know <laughs> and it's actually not a bad film <laughs> um if you look especially if you look at things now I, I don't think it would be considered that now but that we should do that that would be a good like curiosity episode I uh, um remember when I first watched the movie I was like in college and I was taking like summer classes mm-hmm. and I had like one class on Monday and Thursday at eight o'clock at night and that was oh, it shit. for like my entire week. So for the rest of the time, I just had nothing to do. And so <laughs> like, I was over at a friend's house and um, she like lived with a bunch of her friends. And like this movie was on the background. And um, <sighs> at first I was like paying attention to like what people were talking about. But then I just started getting sucked into the movie more and more. And like about half an hour from the end, I was like, "Hey, can you guys like shut up so I can see how this ends?" <laughs> like, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it is but, really tense near the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm like, "Oh my god!" I was like texting you. I was like, "Oh my god, he's killed everyone!" Oh my god, <laughs> what are they gonna do now? It's <laughs> kind of funny. I love it. That's so funny. And then, did you watch it? Have you seen it again since that time, or is this just the second time you've seen it? No, I. I think I just like started to rewatch it, like maybe like you know, like uh, like uh, a few days ago when we said. Oh, okay. It. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is like super fresh for mm-hmm. for me too. It's really cool though. I feel like it's definitely a '90s movie. Yeah. Um, I and I totally respect. Uh, well, I was gonna say this: Jennifer Tilly, Gina Gershon, Joe Pantoliano, and <gasps> Daddy Stabler, Christopher Maloney. <laughs> um, oh, he's so hot! Oh movie. my god, I lo- I love him now. I love him as Stabler. Shout out to all my SVU uh, heads out there because, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Benson Stabler hive is alive. And if you don't know what we're talking about, then you probably don't watch rerun cable TV every weekend for the last 20 years, because that's literally what's been on. It's like law and order SVU. So um, he's also in what had American summer, another amazing film that we'll have to review at some point. That's from 2001. He also played a bisexual serial killer in the show Oz. Another incredible Um. role. Well, he did simultaneously playing Elliot Stabler. I know. Which I think is really crazy. He's done. He's done a lot. He left the show in uh, after 12 seasons and then did like so much TV. He was in Pose. He was in like that first season of Pose. Yeah. He was one of like the daddies that Electra had. Oh, cool. He's in like the first. He's also in Handmaid's Tale. He was oh, in this past okay. season of Handmaid's Tale. So he's in a lot. Like he does a a lot of different roles. And now he's back with his own show on NBC doing Law & Order, like organized crime. It's kind of amazing. Oh, cool. So it, I love him. Is it good? It's amazing. I mean, I love yeah. him. So it's on Hulu okay, cool. too. Shout out to that. Everything's on fucking Hulu. Like all of Law & Order completely is on Hulu. And I actually stopped watching when he left as a boycott because I was like, fuck it. If he's not there with Benton, like this is not law and order. But recently I've gone back and I'm like, all right, let me watch the old ones. They're really good. I'm up to like season 19. (laughs) So I'm like almost (laughs) completely caught up to like what? 22. I think been watching it for months now, just like one a day. Um, It's a great, it's a great show. I mean, I love it. I mean, a lot of people aren't into like those, like cop kind of shows but they're like i don't know i grew up on it yeah probably why i like it so much 
but yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I love him. So I'm super excited that he's in this and he's young. He's also in Fear and Loathing. He works at the like hotel in Fear oh, and Loathing, okay. like that, that uh, Johnny Depp checks into. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the second one, the check in. He's like the guy at the desk. Like he's in so many random things in the 90s. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, I love him in this. Um, yeah, do you have any more first impressions? Yeah, that's about it. Um, cool. Yeah. Let me make a note here. And I have a little Maloney talk. Oh, I also follow him on Twitter, and people keep taking photos of his ass because he has an incredible ass. Um, he just turned 60 this year. Oh, wow. And um, people on Twitter will, like, show... They'll, they'll People will go to the set of Law & Order in New York on the street, and, like, they'll take a picture of him, like, bending down and pick up trash, and his ass is just, like, sticking out in the air. And they'll, like, tag him on Twitter and be like, oh, Maloney, like... Uh, when did you get all these cakes? And then he'll and he'll like write he'll quote them and write back and be like sixty year old cakes, baby. Like you know squats <laughs> every day, all day. Like he's <laughs> he like totally owns it. He's he's great to follow on Twitter. If anyone on Twitter wants to follow him, he's cool. like, really fucking funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm writing in my little Maloney note here. <laughs> um, yeah. So behind the scenes, what do, what do you got? Oh, um, let me see. Um. So, apparently, originally Jennifer Pilly, Jennifer Pilly, Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> was, what else is she in before we get okay, into her? So, um, I probably know her best from Bride of Chucky. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> That's what you know her best from? No way! Yeah, so um, she's, she's in something else, though, right? That well, yeah, I mean, thing. she is like a serious actress. Um, is she? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, um, so she was in, like, the Woody Allen movie, Bullets Over Broadway. Which oh, fuck, really she was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, wow. And, um, but, um, it's, it's actually great because in Bride of Chucky, she plays a human who was previously engaged to Chucky when he was human, oh and then God. she brings him back to life in doll form, and then he kills her and transfers her soul into, also into a doll. So, <laughs> oh my um, god, I vaguely remember seeing it. Seeing and um, I mean, um, honestly, it's like worth a watch because, like, just just like on its own, because Bride Chucky is like hilarious. Um, and <laughs> like then, it's so bad, it's funny. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the sequel, Seed of Chucky, she simultaneously plays the voice of Tiffany, Chucky's girlfriend, and also plays a version of herself on screen. What? Yeah, so she's voicing Tiffany, but she's also playing a version of the actress J- J- Jennifer Tilly. And oh Chucky, my gosh! And Chucky and Tiffany basically break into her house and like take her hostage. And there's this whole scheme where they try to like inseminate her with like Chucky's seed so they can like, grow, grow oh a child. My, oh my god! <laughs> um, and so, I don't even and, want to know about like Chucky's seed and why he has any <laughs> to even put into this human person. Like, just um, know that. It's the thing that's that's there. Um, Ew, so, God. Um, but um, like, it's, 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 I think that she has a pretty good sense of humor because she makes a lot of jokes at like her own expense. Like, there's a line in Sea of Chucky where she says, "I'm an Oscar nominee. Now look at me. I'm a fucking puppet." Oh my God! Really? Like she actually says that? Yeah. And that's then, so funny. And then there's also a conversation she has with Chucky the doll where she's like. Why doesn't anyone take me seriously? And then Chucky turns to her and says, "Nice tits." And Jennifer Tilly <laughs> says, "Thank you." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That is so that's so fun. That's so like nineties. Yeah. Like I that has to be like nineties or early two thousands, right? Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was gonna say it's like a while ago. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Since we talked about Gina, yeah, that's about Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, she also yeah nominated for an Oscar for that Woody Allen movie. Mm. So. That's so nuts. Um, yeah, oh yeah, oh, so what else you got? Oh, so originally Jennifer Tilly was supposed to play the role of Corky. Um, but um, like um, the actress who was supposed to play the role of Violet dropped out at the last minute. And from what I can tell, I believe that actress was supposed to be, uh, I'm blanking on her name, Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Terminator. Mm-hmm. And so... Then after Linda Hamilton dropped out, then uh, Gina Gershon got cast as Violet. And then at the last minute, they decided to switch roles. I know. And, how crazy. And, They're um, so different. 
And that's kind of what, like, happened between Blanche and Rose on The Golden Girls. Really? Yeah, because, like, Rue McClanahan was supposed to play Rose, and Betty White was supposed to play Blanche, but they were all... Betty White was supposed to play Blanche? Yeah, but they, like, both both Blanche and Rose were a lot like characters they had played before, so they decided to swap it, like, the last minute. So... Oh, wow. That's so crazy. Um... They did a good job, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I can see them both fitting those roles that they did perfectly. I cannot imagine. I can totally imagine Jennifer Tilly being, or Violet being quirky, but not quirky being Violet. Yeah, I, um, alternate universe, I'd be interested in seeing what what that version is like. That's true. You know? It'd be interesting, yeah. Um, no, but I I thought thought the casting as it was, was, like, pretty on point. Oh, Um, wow. That's so so, funny. uh, so Gina Gershon apparently recommended Joe Pantoliano for the role of Caesar, which I thought was oh, cool. Oh, cool. Because then Joe Pantoliano also works with the Wachowskis later in The Matrix, because he is... Yeah, yeah. What is his name? I forgot his name. Is it because oh, of Cypher? Cypher. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was going to say, damn you, Cypher. <laughs> he's, uh, he's one of those actors who I feel like has been around for so long. And yeah. He's, like, really good, but he's always, like, sort of, like, kind of um demented doing, yeah dimension always kind of like doing supporting roles so he's not necessarily That's true like, yeah he's not doing, but um I, I think that he's really good I, I actually thought he was really great in this movie um, he was really great on the sopranos he was like the main um like not a villain but like the main kind of hurdle in tony's life and i think it's season three. Oh, cool but he was really good in that and he was also really good in um memento with Guy oh, Pierre. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. and that also has, I think, Carrie Ann Moss in it, too. I guess they probably work together on the main Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he is always kind of that side character, but yeah, he is always... He's really good. He's really yeah. good at being kind of shifty. <laughs> um, so, oh, so Rotten Tomatoes. Um, this has a critic score of 89%. Wow. And it has an audience score of 82%. Wow, that's um, pretty high. Yeah. Um, apparently... Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly like were fully nude for their sex scenes. Like they didn't. Yeah, have, like, I mean, I would think they would be right. They didn't have like a that body wrap. I think they do for like a lot of those scenes. Oh like, yeah, back in the nineties. Um, and um, let's see. Part of Violet was expected to go to Linda Hamilton, which I think would have been interesting. I know. Um, been. Yeah, um, I think Marsha Gay Harden was also in consideration for one of the roles, oh, too. I love her. Yeah, I know, right? I love her so much. She has an amazing SVU episode. Really? Oh, <laughs> um, cool. I for, it's Yes, oh my god, it's really good. I don't even, it's one of those, another, I mean, not to, like, talk about SVU, because I could have, like, an SVU podcast, too, but um, uh, SVU is one of those great shows where you can just watch any episode, like The Simpsons. Oh, cool. Like, there's no need to, like, know the backstory because it's just, like, one case, basically. But yeah. uh, I'll send you, like, the one it is. I think it's, like, season seven or something like that, but it's so good. And she becomes a recurring character. Oh, cool. She, like, she, like comes back and everything. So that's really cool. But, yeah. God, 89%? Well, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and um, it's weird because like um I, I don't really i haven't really heard a lot of people talk about this this movie like no me either um but um yeah so i um I, it's weird because it uh it doesn't feel like it was made in 96 it feels like it was made like later yeah it um, does it does feel early 2000s yeah for sure it's so funny but yeah so that's all i have all you got me. yeah Cool. Um, I also want to throw in the IMDb rating is 7.3 out of 10. So that's Ooh. pretty high, too, because a lot of IMDb people, I don't know who's voting on that, but I guess people do. I never do. Yeah. I don't have an account with them. I don't know. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Huh. But um, yeah, so that's another indication that it's pretty, pretty popular. Um, okay, so the budget for this was $6 million. Apparently, this film was getting kind of hard to get made because when the Wachowskis were taking it to studios, they wanted Corky to be a man. Lame. They were like, yeah, right. And they, and exactly, they said, <clears throat> why would we do that? That movie's been made a million times. Like, we want it to yeah. be this way. So then the major, I think, like, the major studios were like, well, then we're not going to make it. I was like, of course they're not going to make a film about a lesbian relationship. That actually ends up being, like, something totally 
I mean, that's not the whole story, but of course yeah. that's what they're going to like fucking harp on. So they were like, no. So then um, a producer, it's Dino De Laurentiis, financed the whole thing pretty much to get this made. So it was hard for them to find like a cinematographer. They had an original, the Wachowskis had an original cinematographer who dropped out because of the money. So they got Bill Pope who knew people who could work cheaply and Mm -hmm. Like, they also really love that neo, like, that noir film style. And also the Wachowskis were really inspired by Billy Wilder, who's, like, a ridiculously famous old Hollywood director. Oh, he's great. Um, great. If anyone, if you've not seen any films from Billy Wilder, you should. Uh, these would be, like, Sunset Boulevard and uh, Salog 17, Seven Year Itch, Some Like It Hot. Worked a lot with Marilyn Monroe. Um, another one with the apartment with Shirley yeah. MacLaine and Jack Lemmon, and I believe also uh, something else. Oh, I said something like it hot already, but I mean um, like a major director. I think he also did one of my favorite old movies, which is The Lost Weekend with Ray Milland. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's good. My mom loves Ray Milland. Um, I love him in Dial M for Murder. Oh, oh he's great. God, yeah. Um, no, it's about like a guy who's like trying to quit drinking. And um, oh. he's just not very good at it. <laughs> so, oh, no way. He just, like, spends the entire weekend, like, getting drunk and trying to scheme people into giving him money. And he oh, ends wow. up in, like, a mental institution. And he starts having hallucinations. And I think it's based on a novel. I think Raymond Land won an Oscar for it. But, oh, wow. Yeah, it's good. Um, I, I think this might have been, like, it, um, this might have been before, like, AA had been invented. Oh, so. been like, yeah, established. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. It's so crazy when you see a lot of these old films, when you look at just descriptions. There's a, uh, I love just kind of documentaries about the film era. Mm-hmm. So CNN makes a good one. They have one called like the movies. It's on like HBO and they break it down by decade. And it's so interesting when you see them talk about films from like the 40s and the 50s. And some of them are really dark. Yeah. Like you you're you're kind of wondering like wow how did they how did they like it just seems like everyone was really prudish but there actually are a fair amount of films that are if you get to digging you know and looking for them there are a fair amount of films that are like pretty subversive for the time. Yeah. And uh yeah it's it's interesting. I remember in school like um our teacher showed us like the movie The Bad Seed. Yeah. And um that was like, it was it was really intense. Yeah, for <laughs> what, the 50s or yeah, 40s yeah. even? Yeah, that's old. Yeah. Yeah, I also find the film Gaslight very intense too, which mm. I think everyone out there should see because everyone seems to love that verb. Yeah. And it's just, I hear gaslighting all the time and it, it comes from like a really old film from like 1940. It's another really intense film about like a man psychologically abusing his wife um which you would think in hindsight like wow i wouldn't think they would accept that you know like it's such a it's such a disturbing thought yeah you know? no, but, they were they had no problems with it at, at all <laughs> no and but, he was just trying to steal her money yeah like straight up he was just like doing all but kill her worse than kill her drive her crazy for the rest of her life yeah so that he would have access to this money because probably if he if she died he probably just wouldn't get it because of some will he probably would just like she'd have to be locked up somewhere. It was awful. It was so awful yeah. and terrifying. Yeah. And I believe the the Ingrid Bergman won a Oscar for that movie. She did, and I, I think she did. Right, Charles Boyer have won Oscar for that. Movie. Oh, he didn't. No, I think it was nominated, but he didn't win. Oh, okay. Yeah, that movie is really good too. Uh, Tubi, uh, not to plug them again, but they're really great. They have a lot of free classic films. So if anyone out there is like really into like you know, watching a lot of more older films because we're doing 90s here, but, you know, maybe we'll slip in some, like, old ones every now and again, but... That'd be cool. Yeah, like, just as a random, but... Or maybe we'll do that on Patreon if that's something people want to, like, pay extra for. We'll just... I mean, we'll be happy to record them anyway, <laughs> so, so I that's fun. would love to talk about the movie Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf just so I can say the line, I hope that was an empty bottle, George. You can't afford to waste good liquor. Not on your <laughs> salary, not on an associate professor's salary. <laughs> oh, I also want to, I also really want to do, um, <laughs> I want to do, uh, what is it? This Is it all about Eve? Where I could go, yeah. your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh my god it's so good um oh yeah so more of my behind the scenes uh let's see yeah made on a tight budget received basically positive reviews for portraying a realistic lesbian relationship which i guess translates into like scheming 
I yeah. feel like they always kind of undertone a lesbian relationship with like crime in some way. Like Thelma yeah. Louise also did this. Like I feel like two women can never just be in love and then have like normal shit pop up. It's like they have to be like robbing the mob now or like fending off a rapist and going on a cross country like murder spree, but I mean, actually getting their life. I mean, all of the lesbians I know, like, behave ex- exactly the same way, so. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, there's a reason why, like, you, there are a lot of them are just never caught, or you just don't, <laughs> you, or it's just like Thelma and Louise, they're just like, yeah. fuck it, we did it, we're just gonna drive into this canyon, you know, like, it's just, it's just so funny that, like, but it is a really positive um, situation, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is before the L word, yeah, hell yeah, that was, what, yeah. 2000 or something? So, yeah, yeah this is before, like, gay culture was in the more mainstream because we had like Coors Folk is probably one of the first shows that was I, well it um, wasn't mainstream because it was on cable like I think, cable, I, but still. I think this movie even came out before Ellen came out of the closet which is sort of like oh, wow. trademark like you know like uh you know like um like uh like events of like the 90s for like gay culture I guess yeah for culture. mainstream yeah, yeah. For sure. oh wow so um, yeah this is like way ahead of like way ahead of its time yeah or not it's not really ahead of its time but ahead of the time of the time and it's it's sort of reminds me of brokeback mountain to the extent that like the 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 characters are played by like you know legit i don't know if they like jennifer tilly or gina grishan were like as huge as jay john hall and keith ledger but i mean they're so like you know they're so like pretty like uh you know like good actors mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and they uh, also i think they're also similar in the way that both of them i think are seen as kind of sex symbols for men yeah like they're not and also the same as with um gyllenhaal and like ledger like they were like heartthrobs yeah it wasn't yeah. just that they were like well-known actors they were like both you know heartthrobs so i think it's i think in the 90s i would say gina i would say gina gershon was in like magazines and stuff like that okay like men's magazine things she was always kind of mar- like face off also came out during the same year in 96 uh, okay um or no maybe that was 97 actually it could be 97 i'll have to look it up but um but yeah she i feel like she's always marketed as kind of like sultry very like angelina jolie like the very yeah. similar type of marketing for for her like how you, you always see her jennifer tilly i don't see as much but i guess i see gina like she still works i, I still see her a lot i don't mean this as an insult to jennifer tilly but i always got her confused with renee zellweger and oh, joey Lo- and, and joey lauren adams oh my god no no joey lauren adams is renee zellweger like yeah. don't ever tell me <laughs> they're not in like the same place at the same time because <laughs> joey lauren adams could have easily been an empire record <laughs> like that was her like yeah, yeah it's insane uh, i'm about to do mall rats uh i think this week is when i'm doing it with jules and it's just so funny that she's in that but it's like she is renee zellweger no right? so she's like yeah she was like almost she's a really high voice though her voice is like yeah. crazy high yeah it's funny jennifer tilly has that great breathy voice but it's more kind of, marilyn monroe yeah she's a very like high high pitch oh i forgot that fucking gina gershon was uh jughead's mom in riverdale like that was bitch she? works yes cool. I, I i was keeping up with riverdale embarrassingly enough i'm actually completely caught up i think they come back this month actually because uh, they had to stop it's bad, but I mean, I watch it one at a time, so I'm just trying to get through it at this point. But I, I wouldn't suggest, like, furiously catching up if you haven't seen it. I would not feel ashamed. I am someone who watches the show Naked and Afraid on a regular basis. So. I think, um, I'm pretty sure Mike made a dig at, uh, oh yeah, back on, on Mike's podcast, Chips and Dish, we're doing the Loki series, if you're at all care about Marvel and care about my thoughts on it. But I think Charles was, I was like, oh my gosh, like I watched so many shows, and Mike was like, yeah, Charles watches Naked and Afraid. He's like, that show's crazy. He's like, I was like, are they hot? And I was like, no, they're not hot. <laughs> like, not, not at all. He's like, it's no, so not that kind of show. They're not hot. It's like a bunch of like doughy white men and <laughs> like, you know, and you know, like women who are like have are very they look very sturdy you know and you know like sturdy wow (laughs) to be described as sturdy wow (laughs) i guess they're worse things but that's just really funny
Oh my god. Um, okay, yeah, so the last few notes I have for behind the scenes are filmed in 38 days in Santa Monica. Maybe that's normal. I find that so crazy that films just take only 38 days. Yeah, I that's weird. I, I always imagine a film, like, no matter how long, has to take at least six months, but I guess that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, like, six. Yeah, it's really more, I think, like, three. Because I think the actors are really not there very long, because they do, like... How many do they do? How many movies do they do a year? Like three? Yeah, probably two or three would be my guess. I guess depending on the role, if they have like a lot of work to do, like prep work, like who knows if you do like, I mean, not to bring it always back to Marvel, but let's just use this as an example. If you're doing a Marvel film, like there's so much prep work, like you have to learn like stunt shit on, on top of your line. So like, could, could you not do anything else right after? Cause you're like contracted for a full year to like just do their movies. And then you can like, it just seems crazy yeah yeah like all the stuff that they like do together but they have so much to do same with like keanu like he's doing now that he does a lot of his stunts they just started john wick 4 the other day so i'm so excited and he just finished the matrix 4 and now that he does so many of his own stunts like god he's doing so many stunts for the matrix and then for john wick like he's gonna do stunts too so i'm like damn he's got like i mean i guess it's like these are two big movies to do in a year I would assume that he's not going to do more than two. I still have to watch John Wick Part Three because oh, it's good. um, But I'm 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 kind of worried for him because like the Part Two ended with sort of like that that very ominous ending where mm-hmm. he's just like walking out of the park and everyone's like glaring at him because i guess it's like open season on him i'm like oh yeah no, it's I'm, like open I'm, contract. I'm worried for him yeah <laughs> yeah it is like open contract yeah no it's it's actually really good uh okay, holly cool. berry's in it Oh, okay. um yeah it's cool i can't wait for the next one i apparently there was supposed to be some type of tv show called the continental which i i'm actually really down for because i think that world is worth exploring i want to know more about this like assassin underworld yeah i think that's a really cool concept so i think it'd be cool if they show how the hotel was formed like how the continental was formed and i think they said keanu was going to be in like an make an appearance so that was before the pandemic i hope that that rumor like you know hopefully it eventually happens because that'd be really cool yeah yes, yes. That's, a, that's a cool story that sounds cool um i'm sort of fascinated by like assassins <laughs> so, yeah no and um, black widow's coming out what like yeah yeah. yeah another speaking of assassins yeah so yeah it should be cool i'm excited um, that's uh, um that's what the premise for kill bill is like it's about oh, like yeah, sorry, I gotta watch it. <laughs> it's about like a bunch of assassins who sort of like go and like try to kill this other assassin but they like fail and so she's in a coma for a long time then she wakes up and she's like hell bent on like revenge oh like so, faith yeah, yeah yeah that's the best buffy episode if you have any buffy fans out there that episode where faith wakes up holy oh shit. my god well it's it, it's so weird because like season four just is just sort of like chugging along and you're like all right this, this is different and then faith wakes up and you're like oh no yeah right <laughs> you know? thank right. god that saved us from that <laughs> god awful season okay sorry yeah. we're going off track maybe that's why we got four stars fuck you um let's see yeah so well, Bill... life has four stars <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh we're gonna get one now one star <laughs> fucking mean um so the cinematographer i told you like knew people who would work for like pretty cheap so that's cool they were also inspired by like sin city the frank miller uh, graphic novel that eventually was turned into i believe two films okay um yeah so that was kind of like their mood for the lighting that like it does feel kind of like film noir uh set up but there's a specific scene later that i'll uh that i wrote down that really feels like it but let's move on to fashion do you have any i have a few notes here um yes um so i noticed um i don't know if this is intentional but i think um like at least in the beginning i think everyone was like in that first scene the elevator when they all meet so cool um i think everyone was in like black or white or a combination of both Mm -hmm. um and I love Gina Gershon's leather jacket. I know. Um, I love that oversized, like, 90s leather jacket vibe. Yeah. Like with Dandelina um, and Gia. It's like the same, I, same vibe. And I'm also kind of jealous because I think people always look cool in leather jackets. And it's just something I don't think I can pull off. So <laughs> well, like, I think you could if you want to. I, uh, I, I should picture you in one. Yeah. I feel like you'd um, be like, this looks cool, but I wouldn't wear it. I really want a vintage one, but I tried one on once. They're really heavy. 
Really? Like those old vintage. Yeah, the ones that are like kind of like the one she was wearing. Like those okay. old vintage ones that are beat up. Those like old actual motorcycle jackets. They're really heavy. The real ones are heavy. The oh, fashion cool. ones are not as heavy. Yeah, but they're really cool. I love it. Um, and then I forget what Violet's wearing. I think, she, I think it's like a black dress or something. And I, I can't remember. Then I think Caesar's in like a um, black and white suit. Um, a very 90s and, suit. Yeah. Um, and I love um, Corky's like axe tattoo. Um, I know. Yeah, it's really cool. Like it's on, on her arm. And, um, you know, there's like a bunch of scenes of like, you know, you know like Violet kind of slow walking in her heels clicking on the marble you know like and her like pose she has like yeah the seams and all like in the hose and stuff and she wears patent leather shoes yeah and she 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 is just like um she just has those legs that go on forever she's Um, brunette marilyn monroe that's totally her vibe like i think even the way she talks and the way she kind of moves and walks um it reminds me of like marilyn monroe yeah and it has that, like, you know, kind of, yeah, the way that the women are always portrayed in noir stories, you know, it's it's always, like, very, yeah, it's very, like, unassuming, but also kind of, like, vampy. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, cool. She sort of reminds me of Barbara Stanwyck's character in Double Indemnity that came out oh, in, like, 1944. It's good. I think it might be another Billy Wilder film. Oh. But, um, it's, like. Double Indemnity. Yeah, it has like um, Fred McMurray and Edward G. Robinson, um, and it's like a, sort of the same kind of story about like a heist having to do with oh. like an insurance scam. Anyway, but um, yeah, um, yeah, it's good. But um, she's um, she's just uh, she's always that character that sort of is just sort of like moving around in the background while like all this oh. like heavy stuff is going down, and you know she's actually you know quiet is quietly pulling the strings at like the same time too just like, like in very subtle ways which i think is kind of cool oh cool um, yeah um anyway um and then um and then after that i got caught up in the story and forgot to pay attention to what people were wearing <laughs> so. yeah i i literally only have like uh that i wrote gina but corky i love the leather jacket as i said before like super gia very foxfire angelina jolie like legs is her character in that um i love violet in the elevator she has like a chanel bag because you see that gold chain of her oh. bag um and i think she has like red lipstick on Okay, cool. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, she looks super cool. I also wrote, like, yeah, she just has this very, like, 50s pinup Betty Page. Very much like Violet Chachki from Drag Race, if anyone out there oh, watches Drag Race. So I actually checked in, um, so apparently under the trivia on IMDb, and um, you were right. Violet Chachki <gasps> did use this character as to get her name. No so, way! Oh, yeah, wow! Yeah. Okay, wow. I literally just thought of that, like, randomly. <laughs> I was like, she reminds me of Violet Chachki because she's, like, kind of pin-up-y. Like yeah, she has yeah. that pin-up vibe, you know, like just the way she dresses. I love that red dress that she has like during the whole like altercation scene with uh, yeah, with yeah. Caesar. It's like a knit dress, I think, but it looks very okay. like 50s kind of vibe. But yeah, it's really cool. It's just super cool. And I also love her makeup too. Violet's yeah, makeup. Cool. Yeah, I really like it. It's really cool. Um, cool. So do you have any music notes? I just have like a few. I couldn't there's one song I actually couldn't find. So if anyone out there actually knows, it's a song when Corky's painting the apartment. And it sounds like a female I singer. I, I gotta figure out what it is. I it was wasn't in any of the soundtracks unless it's Hopeless Faith. I don't oh. know if it's that song or not. And then Tom Jones oh. I wrote down at the end. She's a lady. I heard that the budget for this movie was like really small, so they didn't have six or, million. What did you spend it on? Or like, I mean, um, like when so when it came to like creating a soundtrack, there like wasn't a lot left. Oh, so this, this needed a soundtrack. That would be a, a note that I would have. Yeah, I think um, if this had a bigger soundtrack or a more recognizable one, I think it would have probably brought it to a whole new level because back in the day the soundtracks really helped sell the film yeah um i did i did think the score was like pretty cool just because like it's a very tense movie and you're just like oh god please Mm -hmm. give me a break and and the music is like no i know it feels like sliver 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just like, what? This is kind of nuts. Also, single white female has a pretty good score, too, I think. Yeah. 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 That um, was really I scary. would like to see a, sk- a uh, Tigger Skater skate to the <gasps> soundtrack in the Olympics at some point. Oh, my like, God. I that'd be kind amazing. Of, I, I, I kind of feel like since they allowed skaters to start skating to songs with lyrics in it, I haven't, like, enjoyed skating as much. Just oh, because really? I, I don't know. It's I, I feel like the lyrics kind of take away from the performance. Yeah, I guess um, they can. But why? But, so it's an option. Do people only use lyrics now, or well, do some they, people still use instrumental? Well, they don't. They don't have to. Like I, I think people usually use a combination of both. Like they'll, um, you know, they'll have like lyrics and for like part or. But I don't know. Sometimes people just skate for, like the entire song from like beginning to end. So like. Wait, can you um, have lyrics in gymnastics floor? Um, you can in rhythmic, but not in regular, like artistic. Oh, okay. Um, but um, I think they have sort of a rule where you can have vocals, but they just can't say any recognizable words or something. Oh, okay. So you can so, have some like early Cirque du Soleil shit. Yeah. So you can like have lots of Inya. But. Um, oh, so I, I heard. Um, so the budget for, or the music budget was pretty small, and um, I heard that the song they wanted to use for the end of the movie instead of the Tom Jones song was the girl from Ipanema by Frank Sinatra. Oh, was that, that was too much. That was probably like a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I guess I had to go with like the lower rent Tom Jones song. Oh, poor, poor Tom Jones. Uh, that sh- the She's a Lady song always reminds me of Fear and Loathing. Yeah, it's yeah. In that, yeah, it's in that movie. Wow, I can't believe they wanted Frank Sinatra. That would have been kind of weird, though. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> the original one is cool. Isn't the original one like Joe Beam? And I, uh, so. I forgot the woman. Uh, but yeah, that's really interesting that they would have had that. Yeah, I didn't have much for the music. I, I It did need a soundtrack. Yeah. I feel like if we had a more discernible soundtrack, we would have been like in business, I think. Cool. Alrighty, so let's move on to the what are your favorite scenes and lines in here? I have a few quotes. Yeah, I do too. Um trying to think. Um it's uh I found the I didn't I didn't like watching okay, I didn't like watching the torture scene exactly, but I like that shot of Gina Gershon sort of looking at the toilet. Mm-hmm. And then you see the water kind of ripple like a Tyrannosaurus is walking in Jurassic Park. I was going to say <laughs> Jurassic Park reference of the, yeah, the, the water just shaking a little bit. And then it like sort of like pans up to the toilet on like the other side and you just see it like splattered with blood. I, I, I like that was I, pretty cool. I, I did like that image. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds strange. <laughs> I like that image. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I um I I know that he plays a cop, but I just really enjoyed watching Christopher Maloney beat the shit out of that guy. Oh, <laughs> I know, dude. He's so like he's yeah he he does a fair amount of that in SVU too. Um, I love him. I just wrote OMG Christopher Maloney, aka Stabler, as a mafia goon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then but he's like, actually the son, though. He's not just like a regular, yeah, just street yeah. tough. He's like the son of the dude. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that means he probably doesn't have to do a lot. No, know? he gets to be an asshole just because his dad is like the boss or yeah. whatever. I um I like that scene when they're in Corky's uh, truck and she gives the stealing is a lot like sex speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought I thought that was cool. Um, and then. I, I like the scene when, um, like, uh, Violet hands Caesar a drink, and she's just like, "Poor boy, has has to work so hard." <laughs> that one is pretty good. Um, <laughs> I also um, love the the furious lock picking throughout this film. <laughs> How like anytime there's some kind of problem, Gina Gershon or, or uh, Corky's just like, whoosh, like pulls out from her hair, and she's like. She's like doing it at the door, doing it at the fucking suitcase. I was like, this is some Ocean's Eleven shit. She literally is like, I love that she went to jail for like redistribution of wealth. Yeah, <laughs> like, like stealing people's money. I love it. Um, do do you know how to pick locks? 
Um, I don't. I mean, I can do it with like a credit card, but I can never do it with like a pin, like a bobby pin. I actually never tried, but yeah, I have really old I, locks in my house. I, I don't I mean, want to try it though. Because like in the movies, they make it look like so easy. You just sort of like stick a barrette into the lock and kind of w- wiggle it around a bit, and I then don't it just miraculously works. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's it. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I really don't think that's it. Like I think the card one. The card one doesn't work if it's like a deadbolt because the bolt has gone like through the other side of the wall. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's like one of the ones that it's like a commercial lock, like maybe one of those hotel locks yeah, or something like even then the way they have the doors now, you can't slip a card in straight because there's like the door now, like the way we have door frames now mm-hmm. or like prevent you from putting something straight between like flat between the door and the wall. If that makes sense. Um. Did you ever harder. have those? Um, I uh, did you ever have those old locks where you could just like stick a butter knife into the end and like twist it, and the lock would like pop open on the other side? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, um, I didn't either, but I had a friend who did, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, that's <laughs> so. so cool! You stick a butter knife in the the handle or in the lock part. Yeah. Yeah, and then oh, wow. and, and it requires like no effort at all. Like you just kind of like stick it in and twist it, and it like pops open on the other side. Damn, that's a shitty lock. I know, right? <laughs> super shitty lock. Yeah, I definitely don't. I have like the old school like skeleton keys. Oh, okay. You know that are like in the door that like have to be in almost like the real world uh, New Orleans house. Oh. You know how they had it a, had a key on the other side of the door. Yeah. My grandma had a house like this too, where they had like skeleton keys in like the door key- in the door rooms because they had both locks, but they just kept it there. So the door would always stay open. Yeah. But like they wouldn't have to like be locked out. But you had keys for like both sides of the door, I guess back in the day. It was so weird. Like to get out, you needed the key. It wasn't okay. just like you needed the key to like leave and like turn it. It's so weird. I don't know how that worked. That's before like fire hazards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like, no shit. Yeah. So I was like, damn, that's so crazy now. Like you can't get out of the room. So I uh, I love the sequence when um I have to say Caesar's ability to multitask in this movie is like really impressive. Like, <laughs> How the fuck is he doing all this? Just because um I love the scene when like the police are like coming upstairs because they heard the gunshots and he just like tells Violet to stall and he's like dragging bodies into the bathroom and like cleaning up and like trying to like cover the blood with like a rug and i was like oh that rug like looks really nice too i and, know like, moving furniture um, around like yeah like, you <laughs> know, like shoving about <laughs> yeah like that's so crazy i was like damn he's making so much noise and she's like so um how do you know it was and he's like furiously like dragging a body and they're not even like hearing it at all and he's just like oh yeah we're okay we're just, uh, like, I forgot what he says. I mean, like, oh, yeah, we know we're just here. Like, why? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. like, uh, we hear gunshots. Um, and then and then there's, like, a later scene when he's, like, not quirky out. And, like, um, I think uh, Mickey is coming to, to the door. And mm-hmm. he, like, puts Corky in the closet, picks up Violet, slings her over his shoulder, goes yeah. and puts his gun in the fridge, and then goes into the bathroom and, like, gives her a pep talk saying, please, you know, listen, you have to, like, stick with me and act with me along or else we're both going to die. And she's like, fine. And then he, like, takes, pretends like he's taking a shower and comes out. <laughs> like, I think he's yeah. quite a lot. Like, <laughs> it, it totally is a lot. I was going to say, the, the furious, like, when he drags, when he pulls her over his shoulder... Yeah. She looks like one of those I wrote I don't know what you would call this but she looks like a femme fatale in like a like a detective novel like a woman on train tracks. You yeah, know those old yeah. like silent films where the women are bound with like white handkerchiefs yeah. and there's like a certain distinctive like rope pattern. It's like old like wild west kind of shit. Yeah, like you yeah, see yeah. in old westerns. That's what like the way she was dressed really reminded me of that like her really pencil skirt. I thought the visual was very like noir a very like european noir story yeah but also funny because he was like going to the fridge and then like going down the hall and she was just like there yeah (laughs) like like, over his shoulder i was like what the fuck like this is crazy i also Um, really like the the vibe like how it's kind of told in pieces like when it opens up you just see like corky like with the 
bound like with the gag and then you mm-hmm. kind of like hear certain um like certain quotes throughout that you'll see here throughout the film but you don't know what they relate to at all yeah you just kind of see this weird room and then you see like a, like one corner of it and it's upside down and i think later you find out it's a closet it's like mm-hmm. the closet that corky's in um and then then later on you see like part of the bit where she's uh where violet's tied up like that pans out i thought yeah. that was really cool how eventually like almost like the it's i'm sure it's some type of filmmaking sequence i'm sure it's named something there's some way to identify it but they do the same thing in breaking bad how like the beginning of every episode in season two was the plane crash but you didn't know what it it was you just saw like that weird stuffed animal for one and then you just saw like something else on the and then like eventually it all came together sorry if i ruined that but i mean if you if you haven't watched breaking bad by this point it's your it's your fault yeah right like um yeah totally uh, I think one of our friends, uh, I think Susanna hasn't seen it. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I, I would have loved to have, like, I've had a video because I've been like, okay, whatever. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> if she's listening, she's like, what the fuck? I totally have seen it. <laughs> she's going to, like, she's going to, like, text us. Like, thanks for shouting me out. Like, I'm some asshole who doesn't want to drink that. But I, I believe it's her, though, because I don't know who else it is. I was like, I think I made the same face. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I have to go, and so do you. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. Like, go home and watch the show immediately. And if you don't tell me it's, like, one of the top ten shows you've ever seen in your life, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I, I can't really help you there. But, uh, yeah, it is, if anyone hasn't seen it, I mean, fucking A, go watch Breaking Bad. But, um... Yeah I, yeah, I also like the quote when you were talking about it earlier when she talks about like stealing from someone is different from fucking them. Mm. I love where she says, I can fuck someone I just met, but to steal from them, I need to know them like I know myself. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, I also like, I love just like Johnny's, um, Johnny is like Christopher Maloney. He's like the, the mafia guy's son. I love his interaction with Violet, like when they come over for that meeting to, to get the money. And yeah. he's like, he's like, hey, babe, like, you know, what's going on? And she's like, yeah, like, whatever. It's like, get away from me. And he's like, I'll have whatever she's drinking. And she's like, okay, I'll have a tan. First, she said, like, something. Like, I'm not drinking tonight. He's like, all right, well, neither am I. And then she's like, actually, I'll have a Tanqueray and, and tonic. And then he's like, two TNTs. <laughs> and, I'm like, and then he's just, like, such an asshole. But I was like, God, he's so fucking hot. I mean, it's like, what the hell? I know that I know Caesar can't stand him, but I, I, I think he seems like he would be a good friend. I mean, I think I would rather take him over Caesar. I, mean, I also kind of like his death was pretty funny. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. We, uh, he does, um, but everyone yeah, fucking no, dies. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, I also love the expression on his father's face as he gets shot and is falling. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like, it's like, he's like, oh, oh, no. I was like, damn, this guy's like vicious yeah. i mean he's a mob guy i guess um, they always are vicious i guess but yeah i love how he's like not shot me or you shot me or something yeah. like, not shooting and then, me and I, this is like this is one of the things that's like not funny but it's like when after he's dead caesar picks up his like face and oh, starts like, smacking him and yeah. he's, just like, he's just like fuck you man <laughs> you know? yeah fuck you i'm not dead you all thought i was dead but look who's the dead man he's like shaking him. i'm like oh my god I, I also wrote like after i was like plot twist caesar kills everyone and now yeah. somehow like the whole story of how they were stealing the money and gonna blame it on johnny and then have them like get rid of johnny was pretty genius seeing as the fact that like Corky came up and like stole this money because she knows how to pick every lock and apparently it's yeah. easy um in a briefcase i love how he like cleaned all the money oh he, like yeah. bleached it cool. there was blood all over it so like um when they eventually when they got this money and then they had to like uh caesar had to like take every one of it like wash it dry it all over the apartment and had it hanging up everywhere i had to iron them Mm-hmm. And then, like, it was crazy. I was like, oh, my God. I always see people ironing money in, like, movies. I guess it makes yeah. them look like they're new. Well, w- Walter White taught us that we don't need to iron. We can just, just stick it in the dryer. <laughs> so, right? I know, like, right? <laughs> you know. It's way easier. So um, much easier. 
And then you can like maniacally laugh when you find out that your wife gave her the money to like her <laughs> boss that she was sleeping with. <laughs> oh my god, go watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> go watch Breaking Bad too. Um, yeah, I, I think that was so crazy. I also like when uh, Caesar has the gun up to to Corky, and she's like, "Either pull the fucking trigger, or get that thing out of my face." Yeah, <laughs> it's like yes, Gina Gershaw. I have no idea what I'm going to name this episode um it's gonna be kind of nuts but um i also love caesar's death it was so like operatic and dramatic oh my god it was so beautiful like, yeah and the white paint and like the blood and the and like yeah. him kind of stretched out like uh, yeah i thought that was really it was cool i, so, I kind of liked it so i'm a little confused did they dispose of his body and then tell like uh and then tell mickey that he took off with the money is that how it ended yeah, but who would they... Yeah, but still, where's the money? I mean, they got the money eventually. They got the money, but I think they told Mickey, who's sort of like the head of the Chicago branch of the oh, mafia. Oh, yeah, of the mob, yeah, yeah. Um, that I think that... Um, that I think Caesar killed um, killed Gino and Johnny and their bodyguard. Yeah. And uh, then took off with the money himself. So oh, I, I see. Yeah, so they I, couldn't find Gino. I mean, they couldn't yeah. find Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what um, happened because yeah, they were never suspected and they like made it out scot free. So crap pays kids. <laughs> I sort of felt like what they should sh- should have done was just give the money back, you know, and like say that it was like, oh well, we found it here, you know. But I mean, I guess that kind of ruins the point of like a, a, a heist. <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. They wouldn't give it back. Not all yeah. the shit they had to go through for it. I mean. I mean, Violet was the one who had to do, like, all the heavy lifting. Corky just kind of picked a couple locks. <laughs> so. She did. She picked a couple locks and then uh, hung out in the apartment while all this shit was going down. She just, like, <laughs> stood by the floor just listening, hoping yeah. that her girl... And it's so funny that she was, like... I think when she met up with Violet again, she's like, I was so afraid you were going to leave me. And then she's like... I was like, yeah, she should have. I don't know what the fuck... You have the money. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you... Why are you sitting there? You should have just taken off. But, I mean, I guess this is true love or whatever i i don't think it's true love i i I think if the story if we saw the story continued i think violet would screw corky over in the future at some point oh yeah totally i I I would actually love them to either i would love a crossover between these two women and thelma and louise oh my god (laughs) i would love to see what would happen which one would screw over the other one and pick up the the handsome drifter or like woman hitchhiker and who would get snowed yeah i think uh yeah but violet would be the one that would be doing the snowing though yeah she yeah, would come in so. and like they'd be you know what you know what this story would be this this is the story i've already figured it out these two women from chicago they're in this nice red truck now they got this newer truck mm-hmm. she instead of her like old 60s like um lesbian truck apparently because she was like oh i figured it's classic like earlier (laughs) when they were just like let's see how many things you are of a typical like a typical lesbian woman in like 1996 and and yeah they kind of made her like one dressed in flannels and the other wore like betty page outfits (laughs) it was like very like (laughs) very specific but um but then when they okay so they go in the in the red truck and they're like sailing around going out west and they like they just start rolling different men. They just start picking up men and then just like yeah. rolling them for money. Mm-hmm. And then in these hotels, they both have separate rooms and then they just like never do anything with them, but they get close enough so that they like take their money, chain them up, whatever, and just keep going. And then they run into like Thelma and Louise one day when they get really desperate and they have to like rob a, like a gas station, like way out in the yeah. desert. And one day they're like robbing the gas station and, and Thelma and Louise like roll up and they're in the middle of their like, doing their run gas station they show up and then they see these two women like in there already holding it up and they're like all right all right there's room enough for everybody and then they just (laughs) end up like all getting in the car together and then and then uh mickey and mallory roll up from natural born killers (laughs) and then and then and then (laughs) louise turns to thelma is like god damn it thelma I know. At least I haven't killed anybody. <laughs> God damn it, Thelma. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, so that that's the story. That's the crossover story. Um I love also it. I love the last the, I love the last uh quote was like, you know what the difference is between you and me? And then she's like and Violet's like, no, and she's like, Me either. 
<laughs> I also like when you get tired of Cagney and Lacey, find me. When she's hitting <laughs> on that woman in the bar. Yeah. I love it. Um, oh, I think that woman is like a famous author. Like, Oh, I think, isn't she the feminist author who choreographed the sex scenes? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I think there is a woman who makes an appearance and the sex scenes were choreographed. I probably one of the early films that did choreograph sex scenes. I feel like back in the 90s, it was like, it seemed like it was kind of like, go for it. You know, yeah. like now they're like very choreographed in the way they should be because things look better on film and than in real life. So yeah. you kind of need to know like, where are we going to shoot this? How are we moving this? Also, apparently I read on trivia on IMDb for this film too. I mean, sorry, I didn't say it earlier, but they were supposed to have kind of a closed set, but a lot of people were there oh. um, like on the set when they were doing their, their scene. But um, let me see, hold on. There is, it actually did say that they had a, like the person who was the, the choreographer was um was actually there I'd probably is it yeah it's just kind of crazy i um i think i could be wrong but i think she might be do you remember there's like one episode of like six feet under where like um ruth is just like hanging out at like the ranch with like you know her sister and like a bunch of like feminists and Someone says like, "Oh, we should. It should be like this all the time. We should just create a society of women." Oh yeah. And so I think she, I don't know, but like I, th- I think she might be one of those people. Oh, um, you mean okay, Susie Bright? Yes, yes, here. yes, yes. And it says that like Jennifer Tilly did with an interview with Vulture in 2014 about working with Susie Bright, an American author, performer, and expert on the subject of sexual politics and sexuality. They were a technical advisor for the sex and other lesbian scenes. Yeah, she said it was like, yeah, she said it was really cool. Like, she's like, when Gina goes into the lesbian bar, it's not a bunch of soap opera actresses. It's all, it's not a bunch of pretty actresses and hot dresses. It's a real lesbian bar with real people. Yeah. Even the smallest part, everybody, that was a real person who really hung out in that bar, not a male fantasy of what a lesbian looks like. This is what Susie's contribution was. She said, like, um, yeah, so she was an instrumental in, like, how they, like, set the whole thing up. So it was pretty cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a great film. I mean, yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's, it's really different. It's super interesting. I definitely recommend it for people to watch it because um, Gina Gershon's like a fucking queen. I love her. Yeah, I uh, I think she's definitely one of the underrated '90s queens that that does not get enough credit. You know, totally. Um, yeah, I will definitely say that. But um, I um, yeah, I uh, I am glad that I saw this movie, and I, I think it's always like fun. So Yeah, yeah, it is really good. I, I hope uh, people go out and watch it or listen to this. I think I a lot of people said about Foxfire that they hadn't heard of it, and they listened to it, and they were like, oh, I want to see this, and like, Foxfire is great. Yeah. It's another one of those yeah. movies that you like. That also seemed like it was very ahead of its time. Like, a bunch of women kind of, like, teaming up against a teacher who was, like, sexually harassing them. Oh, absolutely. Like, what um, the fuck? Yeah, it's like, that's, that you know, and that was even back in what, ni- that was 96, too. I um you know I actually watched that movie after I heard the episode of you and Jai talk, talking about it and um I was I didn't really w- know what to expect but I loved it so much. Oh, dude, like, that whole tattoo scene is like yeah intense. yeah it's um, so good with Mazzy Star like oh, amazing music. God, and that house is just so run down. And I wanted it so. Bad. I know <laughs> I love it. It's like it's just like how I feel about like. I get super, you know how like some shows, like some TV shows, like make you feel like super nostalgic. I'm watching Dawson's Creek season five right now because I feel like I never give it a fair chance. And I always end up like not watching it after college, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, let me rewatch this with like fresh eyes. It's actually not that bad. I kind of feel bad for Dawson in season five. I feel like he goes through quite a lot as a person that like the rest of them don't. And he kind of is very isolated. And I feel like I judged him a little quickly there. I mean, he still is a piece of shit, but I mean, I I judged him a little quickly in season five, but also I feel like Roswell makes me so nostalgic because I just feel like when I watch it, I'm like, Oh my God, this is just so crazy that I remember watching this and being so into (laughs) it. And that's another sleeper show. I've probably talked about it, but that's on Hulu too. It's a great, great show. i was turned on to roswell when i was in college um and because like my roommates start i think uh owned the first two seasons and i 
I started watching it and I literally could not stop. Like I, oh, was, I, I was like skipping class. <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> it, was, like, it was really bad. It's really, it's, it's kind of one of those things that's worth it though. Like yeah. it's a great show back then we didn't have like fucking streaming. So you like had to borrow the discs and you only had them for like a little bit of time. So you're like changing. Remember like just getting up and putting the other disc in, Oh, I <laughs> like, know. putting the other disc in like when you bought it. I mean, I, I mean, I, I suppose in retrospect, it was like a lot of work, but at the time, it sort of just felt like I was like, okay, okay, we're gonna find out what happens, so it's it's fine, <laughs> you know. So. Uh, all I have to say is, disc four, season three of Dawson's Creek, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when everything like hits the fan. <laughs> if anyone is a Dawson's fan, but yeah, it's it's so crazy. I I love now. I the what I went through to make a mix CD, like you will not understand oh god like having the cds all spread out like having to like put each one in and time it it was ugh, it was we were working yeah yeah we were working yeah but yeah this is uh this is the end of our show here just over an hour so that's pretty good uh subscribe to the patreon patreon.com slash fashion grunge uh we're doing tv over there some other movies maybe we'll do some non-90s movies we'll do some, like a hitchcock or something That'll yeah, be cool. Be cool. Um, yeah, so check that out. All of our information's in the notes. I don't know what we're gonna do next. Uh, I gotta. I guess I gotta announce what the next two thousands movie is. Even though we just did I Tanya, but we'll do something else fun. But uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.